<clears throat> What's up, guys? Welcome to the Set the Screen podcast. It's a Sunday edition. Uh, we are back after, uh, as you could say, a weekend of break. Um, just trying to figure out schedules, but we're good now. Charlie, how was your, um, how was your little weekend last week? Um, it's complicated. Um, I've actually had a pretty decent weekend, but um, the Ohio State game really really um, disappointed me, obviously, because two seed, 15 seed, like, come on, guys. But um, other than that, I've been, I've been pretty good. March Madness games have been good, so, yeah. So, uh, do you want to get into NFL free agency? Yeah, so we're going to go over some just big NFL free agency talking points right now. Um, obviously, NFL isn't as exciting as NBA free agency. But we're just going to uh, go over what it's consisted of. We're going to just go over it a bit. So, yeah. Um, so, I'm going to look for uh, – I'm going to – I want to talk about the Bears signing Andy Dalton first. Um, I really was confused by this because, first, they were trying to trade for a guy like Russell Wilson. And they also showed interest in Deshaun Watson. And the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes are not over, even though there are some complications right now. Um so I was very confused on giving Andy Dalton, who was who played good. I played all right last year for the Cowboys because he was in because of Dak Prescott's injury. But um, giving him ten million is a, a decent payday for him, and I really didn't understand it. So what do you think about the Andy Dalton deal? Um, I don't know. I think the last thing the Giants want is to hurt Dak's confidence. You know what I mean? So I hope that Cowboys. Nothing. Yeah, sorry. Keep and the Cowboys. Bears signed the Bears signed them. Oh my gosh! Sorry, I I heard Dak Prescott and I was just no no it's it's, cool. it's, 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 it's a it, we're we're recording early today yeah this is the earliest today. we've ever recorded so sorry people but. sorry so Andy Dalton to the uh, Bears right or to the yeah. um is he the answer though is he really no no Andy Dalton is he because really, they have a lot of they have a lot of talent on their team and is Andy Dalton really the one that's gonna bring them to the playoffs or bring them to the NFC wild uh, NFC divisional or something like that. No, no Andy Dalton is like the most average. Or used to be the most average quarterback in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Like, if a QB better than him, it's like you're above average and below him. Your team's not that going to be good. So I mean, yeah, no, I completely I, agree. Um, so was, that was a weird deal. Um, and then obviously they lost Trubisky to they did lose Trubisky to the Bills. Yep, which was so weird. Um, and I think that was even that was even more of a shock in my opinion, that he went there. But when you think about it, it'll, he'll be a backup quarterback, obviously, because he's backing up an MVP candidate in Josh Allen. Yep. Um, so hopefully he, he can learn some stuff. But uh, when it comes to accuracy, um, I'm not sure if Josh Allen's the one you want to be learning from. Yeah, I think we can agree. Uh, Mitchell Trubisky is just not – Mitchell Trubisky is just not a um, – it's a good quarterback, like on NFL's terms. Um, obviously, you know he's he's had his moments with the Bears, and I I think we can all agree he didn't deserve to go that high. And I think a no lot way. of people knew that on draft night when you know he was taken over to um, Sean Watson. And obviously, yeah. we didn't know. We all, obviously we didn't. Know yeah, we, we for the time, but still yeah. the same deal. I think Trubisky was put in a very, she was put into a very unfair situation for him as a player. In a very tough oh, sure. city um, that's really demanding fans, history of good football teams. I mean, yeah, I think we can disagree. That wasn't a good place for Jabisky. Yeah, on draft night, I was, I obviously knew who Patrick Mahomes was because he played for a good Texas Tech team, um, but not like a great one. It wasn't a playoff team, it wasn't a Big 12 championship type team, but um, they definitely threw the ball a lot because he was in the Big 12. And I thought his numbers were inflated because he was in the Big 12. Um, but with Deshaun Watson, I thought he was the one because you saw him in the championship games. He always delivered. He was a dual threat quarterback. He was just, he was amazing with Clemson. So I was really shocked by that on draft night. But that's what four years in the past. So let's keep on moving. Yep. Um, so Wait, real, Bron- real quick, try real quick. I'm right. for you. So while we're just re- while we're speaking on Bears and their quarterback situation, so. I'll give you a quick scenario. You're the Bears. You're the general manager mm-hmm. of the Bears. So you yeah. probably have a pretty bad reputation. Yeah, um, he has an awful reputation with the quarterbacks. So are you, you know, I don't know the word. I guess are you, you going to 
just try to give as many picks, Allen Robinson, that type of deal, to get a quarterback like Russell Wilson or Deshaun Watson? How high um, How high are you selling? How many I'm picks selling, are you giving I'm giving like three or four because if I look at this team, it's pretty talented. Um, and, but I'm not giving up A-Rob. That would be stupid because you're giving up his – if you traded for a top-tier quarterback, you're giving up his chief weapon. Mm-hmm. So that would kind of just not balance balance the trade out too much. But um, if you want to – if you're trying to trade for a guy like Russell Wilson, who is – I believe he's in his 30s already. Not already, mm-hmm. but, I mean, that's how people age, Um, obviously. Um, so if you're trading for a guy like Russell Wilson, who is – 32 years old. So is he mm-hmm. past his prime? Probably yes. And he can retire in a couple of years, maybe, because I mean no one can play forever. Yeah. Um you need to sell more about your future if you want to win now. You need to make a mm-hmm. decision. Because if you just kind of um um what's the word? Uh wall up through these next couple of years without making any deals, Quill Max can retire without a ring or he'll leave. Mm-hmm. Alan Robinson will will walk in free agency again because he he's got franchise tag. So, I mean, you got to make decision if you want to contend or you want to rebuild. So, I feel like it's the same. It's the same decision, but it's a different situation for the Atlanta Hawks. I know I'm going over to the NBA for a second, but mm-hmm. the Atlanta Hawks need to make a decision right now about John Collins yep. because if they he wants over 25 million, and I have a hundred percent confidence that the Atlanta Hawks do not want to pay John Collins over 25 million. So do you need to look to either trade him by next Friday or you need to look at, all right, maybe we should sign him or are you really going to let John Collins walk? I don't think so because he is too talented to just be let go. Mm, they better not. <laughs> so, and I guess the trade partners, the Timberwolves, I'm not sure. And the, Weird thing is that Atlanta Hawks with all these debt with all this depth, it really they don't really have a position that they super duper need. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure what they'll get back. So yeah, all right, sorry. Back to NFL. Um, yeah. So obviously Allen Robinson uh, got tagged, and then uh, Justin Simmons was Simmons was tagged. Um, the Packers, uh, not the Packers. Sorry, my bad. Uh, Packers didn't make any moves. Uh, Texans made a lot of moves. Um, including trading for Shaq Lawson, um, and then other than that, there's like there's some teams like the rebuilding teams, like the Jaguars and the um, Texans, are really making a lot of moves. But the teams like the Colts and the Dolphins, they didn't really do much. I mean, I think the Dolphins made a trade for Bernard McKinney, but uh-huh. other than that, also um, the, the Packers have had a horrendous free agency so far. Yeah, um, they've lost a lot. I feel like the Packers just have uh, just not good offseason every single year, whether it's going to be drafting. Like we saw how they drafted Jordan Love. Um, yeah. Or how see. just how they just don't produce that much in free agency besides extending their own players. Mm-hmm. Like we saw with Aaron Jones, which I think we can – I mean, I don't know what Charlie thinks is, is on it, but I'm not a fan of signing running backs to big deals. Oh, um, I know you aren't. As, unless, unless they, like, change the game. Like, I will give Derrick Henry however much money he got or however much money he's going to get in the future. But I can't pay a guy like Christian McCaffrey. I can't pay a really? guy like Aaron Jones. I can't pay a guy like Josh wow. Jacobs. I thought but it I would be the opposite. No, because if you want to adapt to the game, then you want to be like a, a dual threat, I thought. But, like, but I feel like – and I agree with the part of like NBA – obviously, excuse me, NFL is turning to a place where it's going to be quicker and not as run heavy. But still, we've seen Derrick Henry – Multiple years with teams having the chance to adapt to his run style, haven't been able to stop it. I mean, he's just a physical freak, which we can all agree on. So, sure. yeah. But again, that's just going off a little tangent. I just don't think you can sign running backs to huge money. Save that for your receivers, for your O linemen, for your running, for your quarterbacks, especially. Yeah, especially like left, like some of the most important positions, but that are underrated positions, like left tackle. Your quarterback's blind side. You gotta, you gotta focus yep. on those positions if you want to be successful. Um, so now let's talk about the Patriots. The Patriots made, I think, the most moves I've ever seen. 
in a free agency period, which is weird, which is very uh, uncommon for Bill Belichick to go out and sign this much money. And um, I believe they front-loaded or back-loaded all the contracts so that they can spend more money next year, which is pretty smart. So we're going to go over some of the most notable ones in for the Patriots. Um, they signed Titans tight end Johnu Smith for four years, $50 million. And also they signed Chargers tight end Hunter Henry for three years and 37 million. So how about these two tight ends? I understood signing Johnny Smith because he's a good red zone target, but with the Hunter Henry thing, if you, are they really going to run that many um, two tight end sets and stuff? Um, I don't believe so. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, this is like something uncommon for NFL fans to see, like you said, Charlie, just Bill Belichick going crazy with the cash. But, yeah. yeah, I think I can agree with, you know, signing one tight end either or. Um, I'm probably more of a Hunter Henry guy. But still, signing two, is that, I mean, I think we can both agree that's a bit questionable in a lot of cases. Yeah, I was uh, pretty confused by that. But I do think it, they're they're both very talented uh, tight ends. Um, oh, yeah. So they also signed a former Raiders wide receiver and – most notably, a former Eagles wide receiver, Nelson Aguilar, also signed um, Kendrick Bourne, who played for the 49ers. I really like the Kendrick Bourne deal, three for 22. Um, that, again, two two more playmakers for Cam Newton to throw to if he will ever throw the ball. Um, and then they also got uh, Trent Brown, which is a good a good guy to protect Cam Newton. And then overall, I mean, they just got some more guys that can help with them with depth. And they also signed back Kyle Van Noy, who uh, played played for a couple of years with them, and he played in the Super Bowl with them. So, yeah, I think uh, this uh, the Patriots offseason. I probably give it an A. Yeah, um, I think we can go with, I can go with an A as well. Real quick, one thing we didn't go over was Kenny Galladay to the Giants. Oh, yeah, um, I was getting to them. I was scrolling down. Sorry. So, um, um, let me just say. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. So, for those who don't know, Kenny Galladay and Juju were both offered – and we'll talk about Juju, too, as well. Um, both were offered, you know, what it appears to be bigger money by the Ravens. And guess what? No one went to the Ravens. You know, and I'm trying, you know why? Because people don't want to play for run-heavy option offenses. And I think that's one part about the Ravens. that I think we both agree that they need to transition into. I'm not saying they have to throw the ball every play, but I think we can both agree that Lamar is, a, I mean, from what we know, a good enough quarterback to be able to throw the ball, not just yeah, have sure. to do run options and run sets. I think we need to see the, and that's just getting going off a tangent, but don't be surprised when you don't see like a lot more of these even lower wide receivers want to go to play at the Ravens because you know they know they're not going to get thrown to as much versus Kenny Galladay being the center and you know the Giants. Yeah, he's definitely going to be the the prime target in uh, New York. But I completely agree. Um, with Baltimore, you're not going to see the same amount of targets as you're going to see in a pass heavy system in Pittsburgh. Um, or I mean, with the Giants, he got a really good bag. Uh, he went for four for 72, which is a pretty good deal. And I actually think uh, the Giants have a lot of potential. Um, they had a pretty good the, a good season last year. They had a lot of close games. Um, and they have a young coach in Joe Judge, who I think is a great coach. So um, I really think that the Giants could be um, not a contender for the NFC East, depending on how good the Cowboys play, but I mean, they could be in the mix because it's the NFC East and no one ever knows what's going on. So, yeah. Um, um, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a fan of Daniel Jones. So I think if he can, this can be his year. It's maybe like, a, I hate to put this much pressure on him, but this may be a, I'm not necessarily saying boomer bust year. Like they don't yeah. obviously they don't have to go to the Super Bowl, but I would like to see them win their division. This mm-hmm. again, like you said, it's so bipolar. Like we don't know who's gonna play well, who's not gonna play well. If it's like last season, it's gonna be crazy, right? Oh, for sure. But yeah. We'll see. If if the Giants can go above five hundred, I'll be happy. If they can win their division, I'll be very um excited to just more good football in New York, which we haven't seen in quite a while. Yeah, we saw that one year in twenty sixteen and then not for a couple 
couple more years yeah. in the past. Um, so the Tampa Bay Buccaneers reloaded with all their all their signings. They re-signed Shaquille Barrett for four for sixty-eight. Franchise tag Chris Godwin re-signed Levante David, re-signed Rob for a one-year deal. So I don't know how his future is looking. And then they re-signed their kicker, which is not that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. Um, so the Titans actually made some decent moves too. They signed Bud Dupree for five for 85. And I think Bud Dupree's kind of overhated. Uh, he played for the Steelers. I know he's the Steelers and the sounds biased, but um, he had a really good start to the year last year. And then he tore his ACL, which I thought was going to be why the Steelers didn't, didn't really move far uh, after that. But um, yeah, I think he's a really impactful player. And um, I think the Tennessee Titans had a pretty good offseason. It's just that I think the big loss was they lost um, three pass catchers. So uh, in a run-heavy offense that needs to pass the ball at least a little bit, um, that doesn't really help. Um, and other than that, uh, you saw a couple good signings by the Washington football team, signing uh, Curtis Samuel. William Jackson, both took pretty good deals. And they also got uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, who could be the starter, even though I think that um, Ty- Taylor Henneke could get the deal. Um, I, I don't know what's going on there. Uh, I do is, like their team, though. Their team this is, pretty, is gonna, pretty talented. But, it seemed like a legendary like meme team, I think, with oh, both sure. Fitzpatrick and Henneke. Yeah. I'm excited. Real quick, um, are you a fan of the Juju resign? Are you happy for the amount of money you got him for? If he does not do, uh, if he doesn't like act like a, I don't want to say a child, but you know what I mean. Um, oh, I think of, I think child may be the right word. Yeah, I think it might be the right word because <laughs> I mean, is is it a kid's app? Yes, it is. I'm talking about TikTok. Is it a kid's app? Very true. Kids app? Yes. Very true. All right. Um. So I think that's enough for the NFL talk. Um. Mm-hmm. I think we got through most of the bigger deals and um. So I think we'll move on to college basketball now. So obviously some huge upsets have happened so far, including um, one with this team called Oral Roberts that I did not (laughs) know existed before this weekend. Um, So obviously Ohio State lost. And um, I'm just going to say, talk about this for maybe like 30 seconds. You deserve it. You deserve it. All right. This team is too talented. Mm to lose to a team that doesn't, that no one knows where they're from. Uh, I ended up fa- finding out that they're from Oklahoma, which is cool. I guess. I don't, I don't know how to feel about that. Um, Dwayne Washington had f- what three looks at in the last 30 seconds, three looks, maybe even four um, in the last two minutes. I swear, I swear he made zero shots. He missed free throws. He missed three point shots. And I think the best bet was giving it to EJ Liddell for the win i know he didn't get the ball but he was the only the, the only reason why we were even in the game and now he's getting threats so something's not right um yeah i am extremely upset but if we were going to lose to a team a 15 seed out of the 15 seeds i think oral roberts is probably one of the better ones i hate to make excuses but i mean they do have the number one scorer in the whole nation and they have a really good three-point shooting team and um I really wish that um, Kyle Young was able to play. He's kind of like our Draymond Green, um, if I were comparing him to somebody. Uh, he was really a big deal on how we beat the Wolverines of um, that team up north. I'm not going to say the name of. And um, so, yeah, I wish we saw had Kyle Young, but would it make the difference? Maybe. But I, Oral Roberts has played. They just wanted it more, obviously. I mean, I say didn't wanna really want to want to play. So, yeah, yeah I, I mean – I mean, if this is a March Madness, you know, I don't know what it is because obviously it sucks when it's your team. But I think we can both agree, like, this is one it's of the good. most fun. It's probably, it's like, good. one of the best – it's one of the best sporting events in America It's by good far. for the bracket. It's good for the – for the for the um, it's good for March Madness that this happened. So, so did I wish also, it happened? No, should have happened. Yeah. It's it's probably good overall. So um, Well, not definitely not good for our brackets. <laughs> um, oh, no, I, I had Ohio is, State winning the whole championship in some of them. Okay. So – Hey, but I'm still winning in our PS4 one and our, I, and our um, other, the other one that I'm not going to say the, the name of. I had um, University, and this is an upset as well, like you could say. University of um, San Diego State had them going very far. Uh, really? Like Final Four far because I was really high on them. And then they lose by, they get upset by 20 first round. 
<laughs> so I guess yeah, that's I just how that. the cookie crumbles. That's exactly how I felt about Georgetown, bro. Exactly Georgetown how too. I felt about Georgetown. Georgetown was a very. I had the winning by. I had to go until like the elite eight or something. I had them going to the round of thirty two, yeah. and they were gonna dip. Um, I, I think me and you both had Creighton or um, uh, Ohio winning in every single bracket. Yes. Like beating Virginia. I had them beating them in every single one. So. Yep. Um, Virginia was just uh, – I think that's a lot of reasons Virginia lost. Primarily, you could say that they're just a bit rusty. Yeah. They were the last team to get into the bubble. They did. They went, I guess you could say, last week or the week before without practice. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can't make excuses. The, I don't know if you watched the game, but Ohio played very well. Oh, my. Yeah, um, Jason Preston is Especially towards the end. He's a baller. Super clutch free throws. Yeah, he's going to get some good money uh, in the NBA. Hey, I will say, I don't know if it's the Ohio State. It's maybe the Ohio. I know. It's the Ohio. I know. I'm, I'm off. But if I want <laughs> a team to win, I'm, I'm going for – so here's, here's my teams now. Yep, I think I'm going to get root for Ohio. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm going to root for USC. And then I don't yeah. know why, but I want to root for Florida State because I have them going to the Final Four in some of my brackets. So watch um, out for Florida State. Scotty Barnes is coming. He's on his way. He's, he's knocking on door by door. For me, I want – you know, I'll go the opposite. I'll say the teams I really want to get destroyed second round. I would very much like to see – Illinois, Alabama. Gonzaga, yeah. Baylor. How about them? All of them. And the Wolverines. How about that? All of them are gone. I would like to see Florida get destroyed. Um, I had that on my phone during sixth period, trying to sneak it in. It was a pretty yep. good game. I did too, yeah. Um, that, I don't know if you saw that, but that, you know, I think number 12, just the white, like the tall white guy in Florida, he bought out. Like, um, like he's like 6'11". He was like carrying that. He was like the anchor of that team. He scored like 14 points in the second half, something like that. I'm really excited to see the Loyola Chicago versus Illinois. It's a, a home versus home. Chicago versus Illinois. I know. I'm disappointed they had to do that to uh, the Illinois. Round, it's whatever in round two as well. That sucks. Mm-hmm. Also, um, po- popular, I guess Villanova beats, you know, Winthrop, right? I yeah, think that was a, big, I think, that, and a lot of one, a lot of people picked Winthrop. Well, for, it seemingly seemed like Villanova was the underdog. Like Villanova would be the upset in this state mm-hmm. case because they were going without players and injuries. But same with like uh, Clemson over um, Rutgers. I think that was going to be if Clemson won, it would be kind of like an upset because we knew yeah. they were going to win. Um, so yeah, Texas losing was a big one. Hey, um, hey Albany Christian, watch out, them boys. And <laughs> was also Texas versus Texas, but. Yeah, Texas versus Texas. About to be the greatest uh, Cinderella. Who do, who do they play next? Like uh, UCLA. They oh, they're lucky that BYU. They have lost. a chance. They would be playing at sixty. Yeah, they have a chance. And then one if so they could be playing um um uh, a ten seed in the Sweet Sixteen. So they could have a, a way to the the Elite Eight. And then they'll probably Wait. play like Florida State. But um, Charlie, I have a question for you. Yes. So I'm sure. Oh, by the way, I want little... USC to win because uh, Evan Mobley. So that's, oh, I don't know if I said that player. before. He's really good. So, so like we saw Oregon and VCU. Yes, um, that was weird. They won 1-0 because they got kids. Yeah, for people who don't know, like Oregon, um, like due to COVID problems on VCU side, Oregon just got the go-ahead. So, Charlie, I'm gonna, I, I look at it two ways. I want to hear how you think about it. First one, like that sucks. And like it yeah, probably shouldn't um, happen. They could as have much as I, yeah, I, I, I don't know. Um, I really am mixed feelings about this because obviously you need to be care. Obviously, you have to be super duper careful in these times. Um, and you're in the biggest biggest event in in uh, college basketball. I mean, probably one of the biggest sporting events on the planet. Yeah. Um, so you got to be more careful. I'm sorry, but you have to be. Um, mm-hmm. And on the other side, I feel awful for the players that didn't. Uh, contract coronavirus, uh, COVID. Yeah. Uh, I feel off of them because they worked their worked their butt off all season from last November to March. I mean, that's a lot of time trying to get mm-hmm. to this one moment, and you don't even get to play. So yeah. I really think that's a bummer. Um, at least they'll get eligibility left or another eligibility year. So hopefully they can come back and they can 
come back to the tournament and get um, some more playing time, hopefully more than uh, zero seconds. Yeah. So, um, because I don't know if ahead. someone like actually got COVID or was just like COVID protocol in terms of um, like someone, like a mom or a dad got COVID and they were with yeah. them. But either way, I mean, what is it, like 10 days? That's the break period. And, yeah, I'm sorry, but that's too much for March Madness. Yeah, the thing about March what... Madness is that there's supposed to be games every single day, yeah. almost every single day. So that kind of messed up the flow, and then we're trying. So we would probably be in, like, what, the Sweet 16, and then they're still playing their first-round game. Because yeah, I don't it, think they're halting the work. whole tournament for them. So sorry, VCU, where this had to happen. Yeah. So, um, who do you think is the most overrated one seed? That's one of – I think it's so pretty we're, obvious. We're looking – we're looking at Illinois, Michigan, uh, Gonzaga, and who's the fourth one? Uh, Baylor. Oh, yeah. Baylor. Um, for me, it comes I think, down. To, I think Illinois I, is kind of overrated. Yep, I believe um, Illinois is also overrated. And Wolverines are a little overrated. Um, I don't know. I think I think there's a lot of Michigan slander, which I understand, but I don't think they necessarily have. I mean, they haven't made me doubt thus far. Um, yeah, I mean, they did one by, what, 16, but they were playing a 16 seed. But, I mean, of course, yeah. I mean, those low seeds are deadly, sadly. So, we'll see the play LSU today. I didn't have winning, but that's besides the point. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, they were, they're looking at a test. Even whoever wins, Colorado or Florida State, whoever wins, that's going to be a test to see if yep. they can really perform. Because, I mean, they could be looking at – a pretty easy game coming out of the uh, the other side of their bracket because they could be playing like a team like UCLA, Maryland, or maybe even Alabama. Who a lot of people think that Alabama is overrated as well. Hey, just say but, just say you, just say you. Hey, I don't know. Um, I, I think we can all agree like we can't mentally like comprehend Alabama winning a oh my god basketball. Bro, I, if they if they win the championship, I'm never watching sports ever. No, I'm kidding, but I. I'll take a long break. Oh, Walker just oh no, oh no, oh no. Um sorry everybody, there are some te- technical difficulties. Uh Walker has left the meeting. Oh no, now he's back. So right. I have no idea. My guy, my bad guys. I have no idea what happened. Literally. It's all good. It's all good. Yeah. Um so uh most underrated teams. Do you have any over underrated teams? Um I think oh um uh, I think you have to watch out for Oregon State. The same. Yeah. They uh, shut uh, Tennessee down, held them to 56 points. I know that doesn't seem like – that team might might be like a lot, but it's not in the college basketball. So, um, I think – But they have, a North, big, they have a big test against Cade Cunningham, so. I think North Texas is a team to look out for because they're playing Villanova, who we know isn't as strong as a five-seed may suggest. Um, yeah. So, I think – we could perhaps see, and let me look at my, let me look at the bracket real quick and see who they would play next. I think this is a scenario where they do, you know, edge their way a little bit closer. Yeah. To the mean that green machine, whatever game. they're called. Yeah, oh, the, yeah. The North, North Texas green, mean green. Um, yeah. Um, I think Oral Roberts could be looking at Sweet 16 because uh, Florida is all right, <laughs> but um, Oral Roberts really can score the ball. Wow. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's crazy. And then Arkansas has Moses Moody, but I was pretty disappointed with their play uh, against Colgate. I know they won by 17, but those who watched the game know it was a lot closer than 17. Um, those 17 oh points came from free throws at oh the end. Oh, my gosh. It was really like a three-point, two-point game the whole those, game. Those Colgate boys are so cold. I, I know. Swear. If they played any other three seed, or I'm like, I don't know. If they could play anybody else, I think they could have could have. Uh, Same with the Liberty. Um, Liberty yeah. almost beat Oklahoma State. They lost by uh, nine. I know that seems like I mean it's almost double digits, double digits. But I think if they play like another four seed, like um, uh, what's another four seed? Virginia. I think I'll take Liberty any day mm-hmm. over Virginia. So yeah. Uh, and then one one more thing before we move on to uh, the NBA. Uh, do you have any? Um, uh, fa- do you have a one favorite to win the whole thing? Other than um, Zaga? I mean, yeah, Zaga is such an obvious choice. I think... Who could dethrone Zaga? Who could dethrone Zaga? I mean, I think, I think obviously we hate seeing... Not hate seeing, but like one-on-one matchups are pretty boring. 
Um, not boring, I guess, but I think it has to be a team like Baylor. I think Baylor, Baylor. is probably the yeah, best. Yeah, Baylor's matchup. really talented. Um, but um, obviously that that's that's only gonna happen. And if they meet in the you know final four in the, in the finals, yeah. finals. Um, I do think USC could put up a little bit, a little bit of a fight because they do have some dominant big men mm-hmm. uh, like Evan and Isaiah Mobley. Uh, they're both pretty dominant bigs. Both can um, really score the ball and they both can block shots. So um, yeah, I would watch out for USC. I know I just said I was rooting for them, but I mean, rooting for. And them I think I think Florida State obviously they're four seed, so not as much of a. I guess you could hey, say they're Cinderella. Still, they're still under two seed. Under th- they're but not yeah. three or four. Seed. They're three or two seed. So, all right. Yeah, so I think before so, I think we before the, before do the any, uh, Cinderella, Cinderella. If, I, uh, if if one seed over eight over the eight number were to make it to the final or to the elite eight, who would it be? We're talking. You mean under the eight number, right? Oh, I meant like uh, eight, nine, yeah. uh, someone like nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. You know, someone that's like over eight. I think Ohio should be one yeah, of those they, teams. They, could, they might have to play Gonzaga, bro. Uh, I wait. Let me look. Sweet, let me look at it real quick. They're matched up to play Gonzaga in the Sweet Sixteen. Because if Gonzaga beats Oklahoma and Ohio beats Creighton, they play each other in the Sweet Sixteen. Okay. 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 Which I hate that Ohio has to fight. I think UCLA or Albany Christian, whoever wins that game, because they're either going to play yeah. Maryland or Alabama. Yeah, and I Maryland, mean, Maryland. And Maryland's oh, another. Maryland's another upset Maryland, team as well. Yeah, Maryland played in the toughest conference out of the whole nation. So I mean, swatch out. So I mean, Albany Christian or UCLA, champions. they end up yeah. playing a team like Alabama, who may be a bit mm-hmm. overrated. Play a team like Maryland, then they can edge their way in there so i mean we'll see um i have another team syracuse i think syracuse could do some stuff they had a really mm. dominant win versus san diego state they're playing yeah. west virginia they're playing west virginia um i know west virginia is a really talented ball club but i mean the same um west virginia i um, mean you know, oh they won by 17 all right well i mean i still have some faith in syracuse i mean they have they can <sighs> shoot the three-point ball Please. but um they could well, be playing if rutgers can win they would be playing uh, a 10 seed so one thing about Syracuse is their two three zone two three zone defense. Now it worked to perfection against San Diego State. Um, I hope they switch it up against um, West Virginia, though. But that's the thing; like they don't switch. Like they they go into a two three. Most of the times, yeah. teams go into man. If they need to adjust, they go. They it's go almost in always into zone. man. Yeah, but we're going like yeah. a one two, like a a two one two or a um a one two two. That always works if you if they have like a main ball handler. Yeah. Let's see if but, let's see. Um, but lot, so West Virginia gets a lot of offensive rebounds and wins the turnover battle, but they settle for long twos and have a subpar field goal percentage. Uh, their defense is not very good, and they dig themselves into holes way too often. All right, and I mean, if their defense isn't good and Syracuse scores seventy-seven point seventy-six points per game, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. All right, uh, you have any any closing statements about? the march madness um that's much when we next saturday will be what round will we'll be in the sweet six no sweet we'll be like 16 i think i don't know how 16. many games yeah. i don't know how that it works uh, that far out but we'll um we'll keep posting stuff on our insta instagram about how we feel about it um so just make sure to follow us there and then um i'm sure we'll talk about this a lot more next weekend when the matchups more matchups, more games have been played, and we can see some more matchups. So, um, yeah, just watch out. Uh, so now we're going to move into our last couple topics for today. Um, we're going to talk about the NBA, our probably our favorite league, which I'm actually you know, we don't have any favorites. Never mind, we don't have any favorites. I think me and Walker might. Um, uh, so I want to talk about your Atlanta Hawks. Uh, they have won seven straight. So hey, how do you feel about hey. them? Eight, eight straight. Eight. Sorry. Well, after being in the that, that was that might have an asterisk on it, but all right. I'm, I'm, hey. kidding. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, I mean, <laughs> can we talk about Solomon Thomas or Solomon Hill for a second? Do you think that was a dirty? Like, you think that was intentional? Um, I think I do, but I'll I'll need to watch it a couple more times. I'll I'll you keep talking. I'm gonna watch it one more time, and I, I'll tell you how. Okay. So regarding the Hawks, they've had like I probably said eight straight wins. Um, but our competition per- hasn't been the best. 
you could say. Has it been the best? It's been the worst teams in the, in the East and the worst teams in the West. The, t- the toughest teams we've played have been the Heat. The heat. Injured Heat. Lake, heat, Lakers. In, injured, and, injured Lakers. And, and the Kings. And the Kings. Uh, so everyone uh, at home, the tough team that the Hawks have played on this, in the, on this road trip is the Sacramento Kings. Yeah. Um, I mean, they're a I talented mean, team. Not really. I think – I think I don't care. I don't care about the records of the teams. I think this is just good for the team and just a good of, I mean, just being able to like win with McMillan is going to inspire a lot of the guys, make them happy, which, you know, when the players are happy, hopefully they play better and um, they get along better. I hey, watched Nate, that play. Because um, I feel like with Solomon Hill, he kind of like fell down. Like, yeah, I don't know if he, he led he with – All right, so he fell for the ball. This kind of reminds me of the Patrick Beverly, Beverly thing yeah. on Russell Westbrook. But LeBron had the possession of the ball, and he still dove for it. Yeah, so, I don't think I don't I don't know. I think and he went straight for the knee. So he had the. T- um, I don't think he had the intention of hurting him, just getting the like, ball. But yeah, whatever but I think it was, it, it didn't the intention was bad. But it does not look good how he how he went for it. Um, yeah, yeah, that that looks like a bad injury too. It's he's 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 gonna be out for like eight weeks. Uh really? Wow. So I, I think we'll see how. So it's, the Lakers Anthony are screwed. Da- Anthony Davis is back. He's like he's he's um, like playing right. I don't think he's been playing. Oh really? They won la- I think they could have won last night with him. I'm gonna look up Anthony Davis injury. And also good news for Hawks fans. DeAndre um, Hunter is gonna be back like that's like fourth five days sooner than expected, which is nice. Oh, they're gonna be. Oh, that's gonna make them so much better now. Yeah. Um. I still don't think he's playing. Yeah, I don't think he's playing. Hey, it's probably um, gonna be Kyle so, Kuzma season. Oh god, I'm sorry, Lakers fans. Um, it's <laughs> gonna make you guys want to ball your eyes out. Um, but um, hey, it's about time for Lakers fans to um experience what it was like with those Kobe teams. It was like just Kobe and then bums. Yeah, LeBron, uh, Kobe trying to take them to the playoffs, and there's no, there's no way he could do that. Yep. There's no way. Yep. Um, so, what do you think the Lakers' chances of staying afloat are? Are like what? Do you, right, let me start, let me start. What seed do you think they will be at the end of the year if LeBron and Anthony Davis? Let's say Anthony Davis comes back first week of April, so like in two weeks. Let's mm-hmm. say LeBron comes back in. Um, so what? What would eight weeks be? It would be two months. Probably um, getting close to playoff time, honestly. We're going to get close to playoff time. So, let's say LeBron comes right as playoff start. Maybe he misses a couple of games of the first round, uh, which might be huge, uh, just saying. Um, yep. All right. So, let's, let's say he misses two games of the first round. What seed do you think they'll be? Without Anthony Davis for another two weeks, I'll look at their schedule. The Lakers schedule. Okay. So, yeah, go and tell me that first. I'll look at all the right. standings. So for the next two weeks, all right, from from Sunday, May twenty first, to the next Sunday, May May something or March something. I don't know. All right. So they play this. Oh my gosh! All right, they play the Suns today. Mm-hmm. Loss. Pelicans Tuesday. That might be a win. Mm-hmm. Seventy Sixers, and then they have some easy wins like the Cavs and the Magic. Well, I'm not mm-hmm. sure if the Magic are easy now. Um, mm-hmm. Bucks. Kings, Clippers, and I think this is about a, two weeks. So they have some really hard games in there. They have Clippers, 76ers, Bucks, and Suns. Okay, so I'm looking at the standings right now. And obviously we know they're not going to fall at the playoffs. But just in case, like, you want to be crazy about it, um, the ninth seed is the Warriors. They're 22-1. and one, But the Mavericks and them can interchange. So, like, the 10th seed is, like, 19-20. and 20. Now, yeah. the Lakers – like hopefully won't lose that many, or you know, not hopefully, but they probably won't lose that many games. Yeah. And the thing about the Lakers, I think they can afford to lose games, but they can't go on a losing streak. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think I like, get it. Yeah. Like they can't lose five or six or seven straight because once you do drop, that, if they can drop one and then win two and then drop another, that would be better. Yeah, and like they they can go. They don't have to win the majority of their games, but they can't just even like lose five and in a row and then win four because that losing five is going to be a lot more you know it's gonna be more noticeable i think the biggest thing will be winning the games you're supposed to so you yeah, should that be, too. you need to beat the Cavs, you have to beat the magic and you have to beat the kings focus on the winning those three and beating the pelicans so if you win those four 
and then you maybe go four and four over the next week, I think that would be okay. So try to, or the next two weeks. So try to go four and four over the next two weeks. I know that probably won't help your, your playoffs. And I think your playoff chances and the Clippers will definitely pass you. This mm-hmm. is only what they're only one and a half games back from you right now. So, yeah. Well, uh, hey, I think, I think could um, drop to like the six seed. Obviously, no one's hoping for an injury, another player, but hopefully this will give, you know, the Lakers a bit of, you know, a little blood in their mouth, a little chip in their so- on their shoulder. Yeah, I hope so. Because um, they kind of, a lot of those players, you know, they didn't have to play the Clippers. We don't know. The Nuggets weren't as good, but now, you know, having to play without their two best players, hopefully give some of those role guys a bit of a chance. Like, I want to be that guy. Like, I want to step up and get a big contract. And they so, have to be ready for that team in Brooklyn. They have to be ready. Yeah. They so, need to start getting ready now because if I, if the looking at what um looking at both teams right now, it's pretty obvious which one's more on a streak. The second Nets have yeah. won like fourteen out of their last fifteen. So um yeah yeah, I mean they're they're crazy. So well, another team in the East that others other than Brooklyn is the uh, Boston Celtics. Um, mm. Tell me about what's wrong with the Boston Celtics. They're under five hundred, which is very uncharacteristic of the Boston Celtics, who are what some of the most consistent teams in in the sports world, you know? I, th- I think obviously answer is post-presence. Um, we saw them, I guess like thinking about when they signed Tristan Thompson, everyone was like, oh yeah, like, you know what I mean? Like, this is going to be the solution. Not necessarily like the answer, but the solution. Um, There's a big difference between um, making, making, uh, making a problem less, um, less visible and fixing it. Which yeah. I think that's what that's what they're trying to do to the for their fans. They're trying to but hide Tristan the Thompson. Tristan Thompson didn't do either, um, and it's been playing you know very below average, not at all what the Celtics were looking for. So I think like the Nets, the Celtics are looking for a post player, and that's probably the biggest thing. Uh, Robin Will or excuse me, Grant or is it Robin Will- Grant Williams? Grant, uh, Williams. Grant, Grant Williams plays power forward, and Robert Williams plays center. Okay. Robert Williams is very good. But... So, yeah, Robert Williams has been stepping up. But, again, he's a young player. He's not, you know, the biggest. He's a little, he's a little skinny. Um, stronger than me, for sure. But, um, oh, well, yeah, still, not what, not necessarily what you want to compete with, um, you know, teams that are going to have a big, like, Gobert and Joker and Embiid. And there's a lot of good bigs in the East. Um, a lot of good bigs. If you go, if you go down the line – of uh, the East, you have Joel Embiid. You have I would consider Giannis a big because he's, he's a big yeah. he's a big man. Bam Adebayo, Clint Capella, Julius Randle, um, Demontis Sabonis. See, uh, Siakam's not really a big, but he plays in the in the post. Um, you have guys like uh, Jared Allen. I'm not sure if he's like a top tier big, but he's definitely well. Good. If if uh, this, if but if if the you know are you talking about playoff wise. We'll have to see Jerry Allen get into the playoffs to be a big to compete with. Um, yeah. But yeah, I know what you mean. And I don't think, I don't think obviously the Cavs are, um, uh, yeah, I mean, they're really competing, but they're not going to make the playoffs. And I'm completely fine with that. I could yep. not be more, more okay with you this. You um, should be. I'm very happy with this season. I know people at home like, are, wait, why? Why are you happy? They're, they're, um, they're 15 and 26 and they're awful. Well, there's a thing called rebuilding. Yep. And I know Emmett, if he's listening, I know what he knows that is because the, the, the Pistons have been rebuilding since 2004. So, um, yep. Same. Um, and also, I think people want us to talk about the Houston Rockets losing 19 straight. Uh, I don't have much to say about it. Uh, they're a bad team. Injuries. Is it really 19 straight? Yeah, they've lost 19 straight. Wow. But, uh, people at home don't know that Christian Wood's been out for oh my gosh. 17 of those games. Victor Aldipo's yes. out, John Wall's out, so let's slow down. Um, Jay Sean Tate for them is saying, if you're listening, Jay, listen, make sure you know this name, Jay Sean Tate. He plays for the Rockets, and he's really good, and he's a rookie. So watch out for Jay Sean Tate. He also has um, Ohio State. Um, I will say with um, the Rockets, there's um, their pick is top four protected. So the Rockets really need to hope they keep losing games so that way they can get uh, their pick. But the real thing is that – um, anywhere in the top three, you still have um, a 52% chance of top four. So that's still not yeah. great odds. Um, so me and Emmett were having this conversation the other day about how he thinks the Thunder don't have that good of a future. 
I, I believe he was saying how the Pistons have the best future in the in the NBA, which is um, interesting um, to say the least. Um, so I just want to make this little case for Oklahoma because I'm looking at the standings right now. They are 17 and 24, which is not good, but they're still a really competitive team. And they have all those picks because I'm looking at Tankathon. So I just want to say I don't know why, but I just want to talk about Oklahoma City about Shea Gillis Alexander, because I know he should have been an all-star. I think Walker might agree with me there. Him or Damar. Um, yeah, I don't know why I started talking about OKC, but um, I just want to let you guys know that they're they're going to be good. Um, yeah. And then also I want to talk about some other lower-seeded teams in the East. Um, the Cat or not the Cats, the Bulls. How do you feel about the Bulls' playoff chances? Um, Let me look at their they're, standings right now. So they are only 10th. So they would make okay. the play. They would make the play in right now. Yep. So um, the play in would be Hornets, Celtics, Pacers, and Bulls because the Hawks are somehow the five seed. Even so, though, I mean, they did win five straight. So. So I think we can see Hornets drop out. Bulls take that place. Um, really, Hornets dropping out? I'm not saying they will, but I think they probably the out of the top Best eight chance, probably the most yeah. likely. They're the, they're the least experienced easily. Um, I don't know. Looking at this Eastern Conference standings, you have. Pacers at the nine seed, 18 and 22. Bulls, 18 and 22. Celtics, 20 and 21. Hornets, you know, 20, 21. And then Knicks, 21, 21. It's tough with the Eastern Conference. uh, The Bulls just need to get a little win streak going. Um, As it sounds obvious, but they do need to get, I mean, like, it sounds dumb, but they like have to get more wins. They can't keep. They can't keep like win one, dropping two in a row. They can't be yeah. keep dropping two in a row and then winning one. They, that's yeah. not, no, can't do that. Yeah, I really think it's their is it their defense? I think it's their. Wait, let me look it up. Oh yeah, and um, then, also like oh, real question, real quick question. Mm-hmm. While we're talking about the Bulls, Emmett or excuse me, Charlie, how do you feel about Larry Markkinen? Um, all right, uh, I do like Larry Markkinen. I really think Jim Boylan stunted his stunted his growth um, as a basketball player. Um, he had a lot of, uh, Jim Boylan last year had him all, uh, doing a lot of catch and shoot instead of like driving to the basket and stuff. Um, so he hasn't really, his stats haven't really changed that much since he's been in the league. Um, I never think he'll be like a star. Uh, I do think he'll be a good piece. He'll be on your team. Um, I think he could win a championship, but I think he'll be at best a good starter, not a star. Yeah. Um, <sighs> Yeah, like you said, Boylan screwed a lot of things up for that Bulls team. A lot. Um, but, yeah, it's just it's really disappointing to see a player like that. Because, like, but at the same time, like, how good can a stretch four, like, unathletic stretch four be? You know what I mean? Super athletic that's not That's not going to bang in the paint. That's not going to, you know, be able to get rebounds like like um, Rodman or, like, even Montrezl Harrell. Um, yeah. Yeah. But again, I mean, he's still. There's a lot of teams that do need to stretch forward that can really shoot well. So, yeah, and but, I, mean, um, I think that will be a hot. He'll be a um, hot property coming up. Um, in yeah. the in the free agency periods when he's restricted, unrestricted. Um, how do you feel about Damian Lillard's MVP chances? I just want to ask about that. Um, Trailblazers are sixth in the West, but yep. they're tied with the Nuggets, so they could be fifth. Yeah, and I think so. Okay. I think and his 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 stats. I mean, I don't think we even have to talk about his stats. His stats are insane. He's averaging, like, I believe it's um thirty one. Uh, let me. I'll check. I'll check. Um, he's averaging thirty one five and eight on forty six percent shooting and thirty nine from three and ninety four from the free throw line. Well, yeah, I think Lillard's definitely. You have to put him in the conversation. With LeBron going to be out, he'll MVP chances are going to lower like crazy. Same with Joel. Especially for, for eight weeks. Like both of those guys, like LeBron probably doesn't have a chance of winning it now. Yeah, sadly. And um, um, I saw this one thing. It was like about how LeBron could uh, – Kyle Kuzma said that how LeBron could win the, cha- the MVP every year. I, I don't understand why Kuzma said that because I think everyone already knows that. <laughs> And now, and now you're just making it, it yeah. Yeah. Now you're just going to make it people, yeah. Yeah. Because um, I think everyone knows that MJ and LeBron probably deserved every MVP that they've ever played in the league. 
Yep. Maybe aside from their rookie years, but like and both of them were insane for 15 years. So and I, they deserve like 20 MVPs. And I honestly feel like we're going to have that same conversation about Giannis. Obviously, I mean, who knows? He, he probably won't be up there in the GOAT conversation. I mean, if he can win a couple more rings, let's see. But if he can get up to I mean, like four or five. Same with him. Like statistically, like Giannis is MVP like one of the best. Year. He could be like he one could of be the, the MVP. Best. Yeah. Um, it's crazy. Um, um, and I'm really happy with this year because I feel like the last couple like, years he's getting like, better. Obviously, just mm-hmm. be, and obviously, like, yeah. Um, I I really like this year's MVP battle because I I hate seeing people getting injured, of course. But even before them getting injured, it was still a really good race because these last couple of years, it's always been like, oh, all right, Giannis is gonna win, and then LeBron's gonna be the runner up, or it's gonna be like James Harden's third or second, you know. But this year, we really didn't know who it was gonna be, so. I love seeing uh, a big like Jokic and Embiid um, both getting up there in MVP voting. You know, it's good for the league because these last couple of years, it feels like the bigs have been kind of cast out almost with the new systems that have been implemented. But um, uh, they're both ruling, ruling the league with uh, how well they're playing. But uh, obviously, Joel's out. Uh, I do think Damian Lord have a is probably second right now due to Joel and. Um, uh, LeBron being out, of course. So, um, I do think James Harden has made his way up there because he's been playing some really good basketball with the Brooklyn Nets, even though his, his stint with the Rockets is not looking very, it's definitely going to hurt his case. So, yeah, well, we'll see. I mean, like, you want, like, you want the MVP race to be controversial, controversial, um, you know what I mean? For sure. Like, like, with um, I guess it was more obvious, but even with like Westbrook and uh Harden like Harden had such a good year Westbrook won any other year like Harden would have probably won that a lot undoubtedly but you know triple double but yeah like you want the MVP conversation to be tough like you don't want it to be obvious that makes it just more fun actually a lot of people were going for Harden that year I mean he was averaging about 29 11 and 8 so it's almost as and it was like four steals too something insane Um, like that yeah it was like two steals which is crazy for him um as before he was known as a guy that doesn't um really play defense even though i know you've said this before steals are not an indicator that a person is a good defender people steals. stop using steals stop using yeah. steals as a thing say oh this guy's a good defender he gets two steals per game no um Ste- is russell steals. A good is good is yeah. russell westbrook a good, a good defender no no he got. He was averaging two steals. He still almost is. So yeah, no, he's not. No, no. Steals no. is like quick hands, like be, like being quick, being agile, which obviously nothing to take away from them. But still, you it's know. a good thing to have. It's just that it's yeah, not your no one, no, yeah, steals be. are yeah, but it doesn't like make Jokic, you uh, like even Jokic averages two steals per game. Yeah, and he's a, not a really bad good defender. defender. Yeah, considering he's a big. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I think that might be it. Um. Uh, that was thank you good. All. A lot of a lot to talk about for sure. Yeah. March Madness. Um, it's our first even NFL more for... topic in over a month. So um, yeah. good to talk about the NFL. Um, yeah, uh, everyone keeps on tuning in. New episodes every weekend. I'm not sure if we'll keep on doing Saturday edition or Saturday or Sunday editions. We'll um, so let you know on the socials. So follow us. Um, appreciate you for listening. Peace. Have a great day.